you know, earlier this offseason, the Chiefs had $174. Not not one hundred seventy four thousand, <laughs> not one point seven four million, not seventeen, one hundred seventy four dollars in, in in cap room, and they just gave out the biggest contract in the history of the sport, and then signed their tight end to another big deal. Just yeah, now. they figured you it can, out. You can make it happen if you want to make it happen. I really wish they just get rid of the cap. This ideal salary cap in twenty twenty is just ridiculous. No sport should have a salary cap. Just get rid of it. Yeah. Really, get rid of the draft, too. You don't need that either, either, either. It's the Lunch Break Hot Take with Jose and Bradley. And we are recording. Yes. All right. What is going on, Lunch Breakers and Takers? This is another episode of the Lunch Break Hot Take. I am Jose. And this is Bradley. And it's been a little while, man. It's been a little while since, we, we, since we've talked some football, some NFL football. But we are back. <laughs> <laughs> by, a little, by a little while, you mean like a week. It's okay. It's all right. Yeah. In the, yeah. In the off season. Well, well, <laughs> well, it's been longer than that for the podcast listeners. You know, if, if you go on YouTube, we have a couple of, um, couple of clips, Ravens, Panthers, we put up there. Well, and, and I would ask the podcast listeners, why aren't you on YouTube? Okay. Mm. That, that's the question. It, it hasn't been that long. You know, if it's been that long for you, that's kind of on you. But, but, but you know what? Look, look, we recognize that people consume media in different ways. So mm-hmm. we try to bring the show to you however you consume media. You know, but, you know, sometimes uh, we, we post on YouTube first. Sometimes we're on Sportscaster live. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And we recognize that everybody makes mistakes. So what you're going to have to do right now is, you know, go on our YouTube channel, go on Twitter. We have a link tree link link that'll take you to all of our all of our uh, channels. Yeah, you know? link. What is it? It's, it's a weird thing. Link or L I. It's yeah. You you just got to go into the profile and click on it. Like it's not a it's not a URL that you can just tell somebody and they'll remember it. Yeah. You know, go to go to Twitter. You know, LBHT show. It's right there in our profile. Click on it. And you'll have links to everything. Yeah. And then you'll never miss another show. And if you don't want to remember that, just Google LBHT show and we will show up on everything. Mm-hmm. You'll find us. All right. And if you're listening to this podcast, just click on the, click on the description and everything will be there. Yeah. Cause I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to start putting the link tree uh, description in a, in a, in the description. Well, you didn't need to say that because as far as they know, you already did it. They haven't checked the description yet. That's like they're point. not listening right now. That's a good point. Well, no, this is recorded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is going to be a quick episode. Look, the NFL is getting ready to gear up. Training camps are underway. They're just starting to really, you know, get into practicing. Yeah. So, they're, they're starting their actual football practices now. Yeah. So not a lot of news going on right now. So we're just going to, do a quick rapid fire, just a couple of small headlines, nothing major, but it's, it's what's going on right now. We want to bring you some content. We're going to discuss that. And then we're going to get into a little bit of fancy football. So first story we want to talk about, Alex Smith, the quarterback for the Washington football team, who I think is their starting quarterback. Uh, he has returned. He has been cleared for practice. He's, well, all football, football activities. activities. All football yeah. activities. 
So, you know, that, that's, that's, that's fantastic news for Alex. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, there, there was talk that he, he was going to lose that leg. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now he's going to be out there and have many, many, many more opportunities to lose the leg. Because <laughs> I'm not sure that they'll be able to protect him if he ever does get on the field. But, no, that, that, that's great that, you know, he, he's back to, you know, something close to 100%. I am curious to see how this situation plays out because mm-hmm. we saw a video of him uh, celebrating with his kids and it looked like he still couldn't walk. <laughs> <laughs> he, could, he could walk I, I, you know, he, he had a, a, a sleeve a black sleeve all over the leg and i'm just like i know your leg's not under there man like i know that, that that's a that's a robotic leg I, I feel like he's just you know he's just taking precautions still i think he might be fine yeah. but I'm, I'm sure yeah he, he can't possibly be over the mental part of it yet right but i'm curious to see once he gets into camp and he practices here's the thing about training camps when you have a young player versus, versus a veteran, veteran usually looks better in training camp because they know all the drills. They, you know, they've been playing for a while. They know what coaches are looking for. They can do those things. You know, they, yeah, like that, that's how Colt McCoy and, and uh, the, you know, Colt McCoy beat out uh, Dwayne Haskins. You know, he just looked better than him in, in camp. No, Case Keenum did. You know? Case Keenum. Yeah, yeah, Keenum, Keenum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, I, exactly. I, I, say, I say McCoy because, you know, he's, he's been in Washington forever. Yeah, but. Yeah. In in this case, the plot twist is Alex Smith is just better than Dwayne Haskins. So it's not that he's going to look better. He's just a better player than Dwayne look, Haskins. I, I'm rooting for Haskins. I, I hope he mm-hmm. makes that step and, and turns out to be an excellent quarterback. But from what we know right now, yeah, I have to say Al Smith is a better quarterback. You know, Al Smith hasn't played in, what, two years. So I was like, going into training camp, we'll see what he can do. And yeah. a coach like Ron Rivera, who's old school, who prefers veteran quarterbacks, I think he could be kind of lured by that veteran Al Smith and, and, and giving him that, that start I'm, job. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that he prefers veteran quarterbacks. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult to say he's only ever had one quarterback. Yeah. You know, he got to Carolina the same year that they drafted Cam, so he didn't have the opportunity to uh, show whether or not he would prefer a young quarterback or an older quarterback. But what we do know is he went, you know, he, he bought in 100% to, the player and person that Cam Newton is, and he rode with Cam, uh, you know, the entire time. Yeah, but you know? if you take a look at other players, right, you can you can see that he prefers veterans over over the young players because that's what he did to Christian McCaffrey, right? Yeah, I don't think that was a veteran thing though. I think those were just his guys. You know, mm-hmm. he got there. Jonathan Stewart was, you know, he was he was already there. You know, Greg Olson was already there. Like those are the guys he'd been coaching and he'd been winning games with, winning right. divisions with. And Christian McCaffrey showed up and he's like, I don't know, it doesn't say Jay Stew on your back. Right, right. Like, That's a good point. That's a good point. So maybe, you know, he's not tied to any of these players yet and he'll just kind of evaluate them. Maybe. Yeah. In, in which case, Alex Smith will be the starting quarterback. But I, I think uh, <laughs> I think he's, he's, he's probably getting word from upstairs that, you know, Dwayne Haskins is the guy. Yep. And, you know, he's going to have, a, a, I think, a fair bit of rope uh, you know, long leash to, to, to go out there and, and you know, oh. either succeed or fail. I don't think he's getting any, anywhere from upstairs right now. I think it's a, Dan Snyder, Dan Snyder ain't going out. He's not going out meekly. Right? But, know, that's care. another thing we could talk about. We didn't, that's not one of the things I wrote down, but he's getting pressure from the minority owners to sell the team right now. He's yeah. getting a lot of pressure. So Dan Snyder is definitely not answering his phone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think Ron Rivera is uh, he's he is clear to make whatever decisions he wants to make. He's got a he's got a, a Hugh Jackson style opportunity to try to overthrow the organization. It didn't work yeah. out for Hugh. But, but you know, what? <laughs> but also, uh, Al Smith is is do what thirty four million dollars this year. Uh, you know, I'm not exactly sure how much, but he it, it but it doesn't matter. He's due all of it. So yeah. like it's not a it's not a situation where they can cut him and be like, oh, we're gonna save some money. Like, no, right. It's his so, money. Right. So, so go out there and go out there and throw the ball around. I mean, we wanna get something out out of this this money, right? Yeah. So, uh, like I said, I, I think Dwayne Haxons will be the starter and you know, it'll take missing Terry McLaurin wide open four or five times. It'll take them losing a couple games that were clearly his fault before they you know, Ron even starts to think about Alex Smith going in. But think about it from organizational standpoint right business standpoint you have a lot i mean first of all you're just an awful organization you're a bad team awful organization you have this scandal going on right now you had the minority owners saying man sell the team you already had to get rid of your name right Mm -hmm. a name that you swore you would never get rid of you had to get rid of it what's going on with that man why haven't you picked a new one (laughs) (laughs) what are you doing (laughs) so you you have all this bad publicity and now with COVID nineteen. You can't even sell tickets. It, you know, you're already looking at a bad year for, you know, down year for, for ticket sales. Mm-hmm. You're probably not going to get anybody watching your games. There's nothing to really look forward to. But you have a, a great story in Al Smith, right? He's mm-hmm. come, he, he, he made it all the way back. Al Smith is loved around the league. He's a good guy. He's been a solid player his whole career. Now you, have, you can complete that comeback story by letting him start, right? Yeah. That's that's a that's a story that people will tune in to see, right? Yeah, but that, but that's that's where we run into the major problem in the NFL for me anyway, and and not just me for anybody who doesn't have Directv. Yeah, you can't choose to tune into Washington uh, like, yeah, unless yeah. unless you have Sunday Ticket. You don't get to pick who you who you're watching. So they said you can't sell tickets. You know, I mean, you, you I think the people who would buy an Alex Smith jersey, you know, because of that story, are probably going to buy it anyway. Right. whether he starts or not. So, you know, it's not going to increase your ratings because, like I said, you know, if, you, if you're not living in, in that market, you can't just say, I'm going to watch Washington today. Right, yeah. Because they're just not on. They're not available. Yeah. Um, well, it, it depends on how many national televised games that they have. Right, but what I'm just saying that, you know, you don't get to choose that. Like, fans no. can't say, I'm going to, you know, I like this story, I'm going to watch Washington. Because, right. you know, you don't get to pick what games you watch. Yeah. Yeah. So, but we'll find out um, how that situation plays out. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that's one headline. Um, the next story, we're going to talk about some tight ends getting paid. First one, mm-hmm. George Kittle from the 49ers. Uh, five years, $75 million, $40 million guaranteed in injuries and $18 million signing bonus. Pretty good payout. Yeah. And I, look, I know he's a great player. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's a great receiver. He's a great blocker. Everybody loves him. Like, he's not, he's not worth that. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, he's just not, right? Like, I don't, I don't care how good of a blocker you are as a tight end. I'm not paying you for your blocking. That's not happening. I'm not going to say he's not worth it. I mean, you're worth whatever somebody's willing to pay you. And that's just the market now. Well, sure. You know, in that in that sense, yeah, that's what that's his value because that's what he got paid. Uh, in another uh, almost more real sense, I didn't see him earning that seventy five million when they needed some plays in the Super Bowl. 
Well, or all through the playoffs, really. So that's the difference, right? In terms of of a tight end value. Like, look, the thing is, when Gronk was at his his height, he kind of set the the market for tight ends. He raised the mark the uh, the value of tight ends, right? So yeah. Gronk got paid a certain amount when he was he was playing, and now. He, he, I mean, he retired and came back this year, but you know he's not he's not Gronk, Gronk. But that market's already been set, so players like like Kittle, like Travis Kelsey, who we're going to talk about in a second, you know, they can benefit from getting a higher salary. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying he, they're not on the level of Gronk at all, because that's what we're talking about. We're talking about making plays. If if you're talking about Gronk in the Super Bowl, yes, he's gonna he's gonna make that play to to keep him in the game or win the game. That's not George Kittle. Yeah, and I, I don't even think it's just just Gronk. You know, I mean, you've got guys like Tony Gonzalez, Antonio Gates, you know, yeah, Jimmy yeah, yeah. Graham. You know, like, and I just don't think that he's that kind of uh, that kind of player. You know, in, in in individual games. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. This year, they had three playoff games. Yeah, right. George Kittle totaled 13 targets, eight catches, 71 yards, and zero touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just not good enough. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not paying a, a – because I'm not even saying that that's George Kittle's fault. No. I mean, I, I'm sure he, he was out there, you know, running his routes, getting open, making the blocks they told him to make. But if, if that's the kind of usage that you're giving him in, the, in your run for a championship, pay him for what? Yeah. What are you, what are you doing? That's a good point. How do, you, how do you have 13 targets – to the best player on your team over three games. I think when you have a coach like Shanahan who has a good amount of control over personnel moves, this is what you get, right? Coaches want who they want. They don't look mm-hmm. at the big picture and say, okay, uh, he's good for blocking, but how much do you want to pay for that? We can get other tight ends that can block just as well if we're not really using him for – for you know his his pass catching abilities, if we're not relying on him late in games to make some clutch catches, you know what is that worth? Whether he can do it or not, but if you're not if you're not even drawing up plays for him, like what are we what are we really paying for? Well, well that's the thing. You know he can do it. He can absolutely oh, yeah. do it. He can absolutely carry you. I mean, you you, you see it in, in in the regular season. He put mm-hmm. up monster stats. Yeah, but you know you you just pick any five random games and watch them. Travis Kelsey looks like the more impactful player because. They're throwing him the ball more. Yeah. And he's making those plays more often. And if you're just going to choose to not do that, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's nothing against George Kittle. George Kittle's absolutely worth that money. Yeah. George, George Kittle, the player. I'm saying, you know, if you're not going to utilize him, then what's the point? No, I, I get what you're saying. I absolutely get you what know. you're saying. And Shane has a guy who's like, you know, it's the, it's the system, not the player. Well, then don't pay, don't pay the players then. Exactly. I yeah. mean, you won't pay most of it. Yeah. <laughs> and look, and, and and I and I, I mean, I, I'm glad they they gave him that because he was he wasn't asking for much. So I'm glad I'm glad they gave him that. But like, no, it it's not Mostert. It is your system, you know. So you you could let Mostert go. You've got Tevin Campbell. You got Jarek McKinnon. Yeah, you know what? Debo Samuel. You know what? I'm a, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna ride for Mostert a little bit. Um, yeah, it's your system. But Mostert is the only one that could that could perform. That could stay healthy and perform. Well, yeah, he's the only one that stayed healthy. So th- that's true. And, and like I said, I'm glad they paid him. He, yeah. he, he wasn't – it's not like he was asking for $15 million a year or something. Like, I, I'm glad they, they gave him the money. But just in general, I mean, you put just about anybody back there. And as long as they stay healthy, they're going to gain yards. Yeah. 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 
So Kelsey got four years. Travis Kelsey got four years, $57.25 million, $28 million signing bonus. So with Kittle mm-hmm. and Kelsey getting their deals done. The next person in line is uh, Ravens tied in Mark Andrews, right? I think um, one more year he'll be, he'll be uh, eligible for an extension. Is yeah. it one, one more yeah. year? Maybe two more years. After this year, because you know he'll be. This is 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 his uh, third uh, third year. Yeah. So yeah, um, going into next year, he'll, he'll be going into his fourth year, he'll be he'll be eligible. And honestly, you, know, you said next in line. I think the line stops after Kittle and Kelsey. There, there's not another tight end in the league that you should pay like that. I don't think. Oh, I agree. I agree. So, and you know, we love Mark Andrews here in Baltimore. He's been he's been great for us. But he doesn't have the talent of those two tight ends. And I don't want Ravens fans to get confused and think he's on that level because he has the stats. He will have the yeah. stats. He will because he, he is a good tight end. Um, he gets a lot of targets. He gets, you know, he gets the touchdowns. He gets the yards. He gets all that stuff. But he's not that type of player. Well, you know, honestly, I don't, I'm not sure they're going to have to worry about it because if – uh, you know, what Ravens fans want to believe actually c- comes true and Boykin takes a step and Duvernay can play, mm-hmm. you know, ho- Hollywood stays healthy. I don't think he is going to have the stats. I-, I think you're, you're in for, you know, maybe five, 600 yards and, you know, five or six touchdowns this year yeah. from, from Mark Andrews, yeah. which is, you know, those are good numbers. He's a good player, but yeah, not double digit touchdowns again and, 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 you know, getting close to a thousand yards. Right. Not if those other guys step up at all. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I, I hope not, because I would love to keep Mark Andrews. He works well mm-hmm. in our system, so it's not a matter of I don't like the guy, I don't want him. But we have a lot of players that we need to pay coming up here, right? We're still trying to work on Armani Stanley deal. You know that hasn't gotten done. Well, listen, I I, I can't I can't go there with you. Like they can pay whoever they want to pay. I, I was just reading a tweet from uh, Field Yates. I still can't get over the fact that dude's name is Field, but <laughs> <laughs> but you know, no, Field Field is awesome. But yeah. I was just reading a tweet. He said that, uh, you know, earlier this offseason, the Chiefs had $174. Not yeah. not 174000 <laughs> not $1.74 million, not $174 in, in, in cap room. And they just gave out the biggest contract in the history of the sport and then signed their tight end to another big deal. Just yeah, now. they figured you it can, out. You can make it happen if you want to make it happen. Yeah. They should. I hope one year they just because also they're about to sign Chris Jones also. Yeah, yeah. So I really wish they just get rid of the cap. This idea of salary cap in 2020 is just ridiculous. No sport should have a salary cap. Just get rid of it. Yeah. You know, really get rid of the draft too. You don't need that either. But (laughs) the salary cap is is nonsense. Like you, you, they come up with all these different formulas and and ways to to work around it. Just get rid of it. Be able to. Oh, actually, my bad. I, I I thought. I'm sorry. They actually already did sign Chris Jones. I, I don't know why. I thought I was thinking it was still coming up. Oh well. They, yeah. They've they've already signed him. It was four years, eighty five million. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, like you said, like, teams can find ways to keep the players that they want to keep. But still, it doesn't mean it's it's not a challenge, right? It, it could be a challenge, and I think we have a challenge here because, like I said, Ryan Stanley deal still has to get done. Marlon Humphrey deal has to get done. Lamar's mm-hmm. deal is going to have to get done. You know, so there's some decisions that, that, that are going to need to be made. And then shortly after that, Hollywood's deal is going to have to get done. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I said, you know, the, the, the timing of it is important because, yeah, 
I mean, they all look great. I mean, you know, Marlon Humphrey has proven himself. Ronnie Stanley has proven himself, right? You know, you still got three years if you want him. Three yeah. years for, for Lamar. And, and, and four if you franchise him a year. You yeah. know? Hollywood hasn't, proved, hasn't shown anything to deserve an extension. True, true. We're kind you of know? protecting them. So, little. yeah. And, and, and players aren't going to play to the same level every year. Yeah. So, you know, right now, yeah. Okay, it looks like Lamar is going to be making 50 a year. You know, yeah. coming coming off of the season that he just had, it was one of the best seasons that that a football player's ever had. Right. But he's not going to play that way for the next couple of years. He'll he'll mm-hmm. he'll still play well, but you're yeah. not going to be 36 touchdowns, six interceptions, 1,200 yards rushing, winning MVP every year. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just it's not going to happen. But he could be close to that, and if he is, that's that's going to be a huge well, yeah. Day. Yeah. Or 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 he could get hurt or have a down year, and then that mm-hmm. number comes down. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, the the what I'm saying, the picture is going to look a lot different a year from now and two years from now and three years from now than, than it looks right now. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, that's that. Um, yeah. There's some uh, breaking Panthers news, uh, apparently very important. Okay. Uh, they changed the color of the quarterback's jerseys from red to green because red had a negative connotation. Oh, and what does green have? I, I don't know because from what I understand, red means stop and green means go. But that's the opposite of what you want to have happen with the quarterbacks. So <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what you know. Maybe he just liked green because they wore that at Baylor. I don't know. Yeah. So that that's going on. No, but the, there was some a little bit of news out of Panthers camp. Russell Okung left uh, practice, you know, and went inside and didn't come back out. Mm. They said that he went to work in the pool because he's you know having some some lower back issues. And I just I I, I hope that is not a thing that continues. But I'm pretty sure it's going to. Yeah. Um, so a couple weeks ago, there was a rumor that Okun was mulling retirement altogether. And he came out and said, no, that's not true. But we've always kind of suspected from the time you guys traded for Okun that he wasn't really going to be there long term, if, if at all. No. Right, yeah. He was he was going to be a one-year thing. You know, he's on a one-year deal. I don't think they're going to keep him past one year. And there was no reason to think that he was going to play 16 games anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, like he's, his body's broken down. He's a good player, but his, he's, he's broken down, and I don't know how much he has left. And I do believe the rumors that he was thinking about it, of course. If you get hurt, it doesn't mean you're, you're going to retire. But, like, if you get multiple injuries, of course it's going to creep into your mind, like, man, how much more do I have left? How much, mm-hmm. how much more of this do I want to uh, deal with, especially when, you, when you've made some money? And, and he was dealing with not even just injury. He had blood clots. Like he was dealing with, with serious stuff. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I mean, why would somebody make that up? I don't, I don't know. Maybe, right. maybe somebody did, but whatever. And I'm, I'm more concerned with the fact that you traded uh, Trey Turner, who is like 26, 27 years old, somewhere around there. Uh, and, and now you're pushing your second round pick to the bench. Right. You know, and he hasn't really had a chance to play. He played in four games in his rookie year because of injury. Yeah. And, you know, now, now you're saying your job is now Russell Okung's job. And I guess you can be in the mix to try and start at guard, yeah. which is a position he's never played. You know, he was a four year left tackle yeah. in college. So yeah. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. But, um... <laughs> but it's okay because neither do they. <laughs> so, so I don't feel bad about it. Yeah. I, I hope the O line situation works itself out. I, I really do because 
when Matt Rule got there, it, it kind of felt like they were just trying to tank the season. Yeah. You know, and we're Teddy Bridgewater fans, man, and we don't want what happened to Cam when he was there getting beat up because the O-line couldn't protect. I don't want that to happen for Teddy. No. Right? No. Um, so I hope they know what they're doing. I hope I hope they're able to protect him, and I, I hope you know they can keep Teddy upright. Also, because he's on my fantasy football team, but no, <laughs> uh, no, I I hope um, like we this, this, we don't have a, a great outlook for for the Panthers this year, no. and really not even next year. But I'm hoping that we're wrong on some of these things. I I, I would love to be pleasantly surprised, and Matt Rule just knows what he's doing, and these players just click well together, but I don't, I don't, I don't think it's going to, I, like I, said, I think they're going to score a lot of points and I think they're going to lose a lot of games. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, that defense, you know, they, they've got talented players on that defense and they've got a bunch of guys who just, I mean, they've never played in the NFL. You don't have any idea what they're actually going to be. You know, they're, they're, they're all extremely young. Even yeah. Brian Burns, I mean, you know, he he showed off. He flashed a lot last year, right? But and they just kind of stopped playing him. Yeah, you know, like they they he he didn't play enough snaps as a rookie, so you don't hundred percent know what you have in him, right? Uh, and, and you lost like eight starters off that defense this year, and you're replacing them basically all with rookies, rookies and guys who have never been starters because you know they signed several veterans. Yeah, Stephen Weatherly out of Minnesota, never been a starter. Justin Burris, uh, I think he started a couple games, but, you know, he's a, he's a bench player. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they signed a lot of guys coming off of their first contracts, coming off their, their rookie deals, who, you know, the team that drafted them said, no, we're not keeping them. And right. they signed a lot of them to one- or two-year deals. And, yeah, they're getting a shot to show that they have more than, than their, their original teams thought. But, you know, like I said, it's not a lot of experience. It's a lot of man, if this guy pans out, if that guy pans out, if this one pans out, you know, this defense can be talented. That's gonna, that, that unit is two, three years away. Yeah, and, you know, that also makes me wonder what their plans are moving forward. You know, we talked about that in our, our last episode, our last uh, YouTube uh, video. It, it's what, is, what are your plans for, for Teddy Bridgewater, right? Because mm-hmm. initially we looked at it and said, okay, they're trying to tank to put themselves in a position to get, um, you know, one of those Lawrence quarterbacks. or Fields. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, Justin Fields or, or, or Trevor Lawrence, right? But we don't think they're going to be bad enough to, to get one of those guys. Right. And with no college football season, not a real one anyway, this year, a lot of teams are doubtful about the draft class coming up. They're not going to be able to look at, at any tape for this season. They're going to have to look back to the previous year and, you know, try to do some scouting and, and, and combines and, and pro days and try to make a decision that, you know, a lot of teams aren't going to be that confident in their draft picks. So the players that they're certain about, like Fields, like Lawrence, you know, the ones that are projected to be at the top of the draft are pretty much are going to be locked in there. Those are the, the ones yeah. that, that teams aren't going to want to come off of. They're just going to right. probably take that. And I was going to say, like, it, would, it was going to take a ton to trade up and get Trevor Lawrence anyway. Yeah. And I think it's going to take even more. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. Exactly. So if it's possible at all. Yeah. So if that was your plan, that's not going to happen. You you know, you you guys aren't going to be bad enough 
to to get any but, of those guys. But also, that's not your plan because why did you take up a, a you know a guy like Trey Turner who's made to the Pro Bowl a few times, he's still young, and you traded him for no draft picks. You traded right. him for an old dude who is on a one year deal. Who I mean, I, like I, said, I don't think he'll be back. Yeah, because if he's back, what are you doing with Greg Little? True. Well, you also I, signed I Robbie he's Anderson. Yeah, signed Robbie Anderson. Like I, it, it feels like they're trying to. They're, I, I, it feels like they're trying to kind of do a, a, a on the move rebuild. Like we're not tanking. We're going to rebuild the the defensive side of the ball and still try to compete on offense. I, I don't think it's going to work. Right. Um, but, but like I said, I think it'll it'll make for exciting games. Like yeah. they get they get Robbie Anderson and Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore and McCaffrey they 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 turn them loose with Joe Brady they'll put up some points yeah and they're gonna lose a lot of games forty five to forty two yeah so you know we just gotta wait and see what they do that's um, the best case scenario mind you <laughs> yeah and, and I'll say this man um, if the plan is to keep Teddy and build around him. You, you have some talent on offense. Just build that O-line. Make sure he's, he's protected. And you're good on that side, and you can spend the next two or three years building the defense. Yeah. You know, and you should be fine. If that were the plan, though, I don't know why you started that plan by gutting the interior line and then not drafting any offensive linemen. Because they, yeah. they let, both of both, let, let go of both starting guards, uh, Van Roten and Trey Turner. And Matt Paradis was awful last year. Now, you can say, hey, he wasn't all the way back from his injury, and maybe that's true, and maybe he's better, but you don't know that. And, right. and you, know, you haven't done anything to solidify the interior line. You were sitting there at seven. Uh, you know, instead of Derrick Brown, they, they should have taken Isaiah Simmons if you were just going all defense. But the pick should have been Tristan Wirfs. Yeah. You, know, you have a guy who, who, who looks like he's just a monster. Or Becton. Was there. Becton available? Mekhi Becton? Becton, uh, I'm pretty sure he was. He went, he yeah. went a little bit later. Because um, the Giants, I, I, I had thought the Giants would take him because, you know, hog mollies. But <laughs> they, took the, uh, they took Andrew Thomas out of Georgia. So, yeah, Becton was there too. But Worfs, I mean, he's a, he's a freak athlete. And, and, you know, he looked like a dominant lineman in college. And you desperately need to protect your quarterback. That's been, that's been 10 years you need to protect your quarterback. And you just won't do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's through a couple GMs, a couple owners, and now a couple coaches. Like, I don't understand what is going on down in down in Charlotte that you just say, "Nah, man, this guy doesn't need protection." I don't know. I can't. I can't even begin to figure out what they're trying to do right now. Um, I would have thought Marty Herney. You know, who knows what what the future holds for him? It's a new regime there now, and. You know, he could be fired at any moment. I would have thought he'd have been a little bit more aggressive bringing in some talent to make sure that team can win now. But it doesn't mm-hmm. seem that way, man. I, I, don't, I don't know. You yeah. know, Matt Rule, who knows what he's thinking? Um, I know he's a brand-new coach. He might have all kinds of ideas of, of what he can do with the team. He might be thinking, I can, I can build something out of nothing because that's why I, I did a temp, in a Temple. Um, I don't know. We just have to wait and see. And I hope it works out, but it's not looking good. No, and, and I, I know that you're not really trying to win right now. Uh, that was a team and a roster that, you know, with a couple of additions, you would have been set up to, to compete this season with Cam, with, you know, bringing back a lot of the guys on defense and, and addressing the O-line and free agency in the draft and, and hiring Eric Bieniemy. You know, that was the, 
that was the the path to being a playoff team and contending this season. Yep. You didn't want to do that. You you went with Matt Rule, no experience, none. And he brought a bunch of coaches with him with no experience. So that sends the signal that, no, you're not trying to win right now. And and that's the signal you've gotten from several players also. Yeah. Greg Olson, you know, he's like, Hey, yeah, the writing's on the wall that they don't, they don't really want me back. You know, Colin Jones asked to be released. Trey Boston's asking what what's going on, you know, if you're not bringing back Cam. Now, ultimately, they did re-sign him. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm ha- happy for Trey that he finally got paid. Yeah. But, you know, and that they, they turn around, they cut Eric Reed after that. Like, you're, you're, you're not really – like, you're sending signals that say, no, we're not trying to win right now, but we're not trying to bottom out either. Right. Right. All right. Well, we'll monitor that situation, and we'll talk some more – you know, training camp stuff as, uh, as we get updates on that. But, um, we also wanted to talk about, uh, we're going to talk about the Jay Jones and the Cowboys for a second. So as we all know, you know, COVID-19 has hit the country and really, really we shouldn't be playing sports at all right now, but the NFL is going to, is going to take a crack at it. Um, they decided, you know, they're going to have reduced, crowds at stadiums there shouldn't be any crowds at all but they're going to do reduce crowds and jay jones uh promises that his team is going to be playing in front of um as many people as possible all right uh they're going to be playing in front of the crowd right now texas allows a capacity of 50 percent, which means about forty thousand people in jerry world right at the cowboy stadium i'm hoping jay jones isn't planning on having forty thousand people in the stadium, but I feel like he, he will. I think that he's a more competent Dana White where like he just says whatever he's feeling right at the moment. Right. You don't, don't like people telling him, Oh, you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. I, I don't think, I think ultimately they're not going to be having 50% of the crowd at, at Cowboys games. Uh, that that's just, that's my feeling. We'll see. Um, I, I think he just likes to, kind of be contrarian and, and, and go against whatever somebody's telling them. Right, right. I know, I know in Baltimore they came out and said that uh, at Raven Stadium uh, the capacity is going to be 7,500. Mm. So that's a small crowd. They'll be spread out. I still don't like that, to be honest. No, I, and, and, there's, and there's no reason for it other than we just want to make as, as, as much money as we can. Right. What is seventy five hundred people in the stands doing? <laughs> right. that, that, that's going to look and sound so much worse than no one there. Yeah. Now that's enough for it to be some, you know, social distance distancing. You know, mm-hmm. people the, you know people can be spread out, but you're still running a risk. Whether you want to call it a high risk or a small or, or a small small risk, it's still a risk. And it's an unnecessary risk. Yeah. You know, you should one don't play at all. That's the safest thing to do doesn't matter the country doesn't need sports everybody keeps saying oh you know we need sports we need sports you don't need sports you need to be paying attention to what's going on with your government you need to be paying attention what's going on in politics you need to pay attention to this election and make sure that the right people are are voted in to take care of this country because we haven't taken taken the necessary uh, precautions and steps to to get past this pandemic. We should, we could have already been past it. We could have been full go by now, but instead this has drawn out and this is going to draw into 2021, maybe even beyond. Right. Mm-hmm. That's because we're not doing, we're not 
doing what we need to do here. We want to be distracted by sports. Us too. Yeah. We love sports. We're covering sports right now. When we say the, the country needs sports, that's not what we need. But we're getting it. We're getting it. Yeah. But be smart about it. I understand it's harder to manage football. You can't do it the way the NBA is doing it or even UFC and boxing are doing it. Mm-hmm. But that sucks for you, right? Like the way this sport is set up, they can manage it differently. You can have a bubble for the NBA because you can keep, you can use the same, the same court without damaging it. You can't do that for the NFL because the field will be damaged if, if you have, you know, 16 teams playing on one, on one field. Sorry. Yeah. yeah and, and it is that it is sorry. You know what? And not even really sorry because Every single one of your 32 franchises is owned by a multi-billionaire. Yep. You can take the hit. You choose not to. You're yeah. deciding that you want to put people at risk, not because you have to, but because you're greedy. Yes. That's the only, you, when I say take the hit, I'm saying you could pay every single person you employ for this season and just tell them stay home. You just don't want to. Right. That's all it is. Yeah. And, and if that's the case, I, I don't care if you lose money then. Same thing Whatever. going on in college football. Same thing going on in college football. And that's the only reason why some of these conferences are shutting down because, you know, you can't force these kids that already aren't making any money to go out there and play, right? You, you know, the star players who have some vested interest in it, whether it's, hey, my draft stock or you're already paying me under the table, you know, you're already taking care of me financially a little bit, I'll go out there and, and, and try to tough it out. But, you know, if you got the ones that, aren't on scholarship that are walk-ons or yeah, I'm on scholarship, but I'm playing at a small time school and, you know, I'm really here for the education and not for sports. You know, you can't, you know, it's just a hard thing to control. Well, right? and, and also like the, those smaller conferences, they realize it's not going to be profitable to play. So, yeah. oh, well, yeah. SEC, F them kids. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, I don't even understand. Like it, it, if you wanted to, to make the argument that college football is just a complete joke to begin with, how are you going to have a season when two of your power five said we're not playing? What, what is that? What kind of season is that? Yeah. But again, you know, you already run a playoff that has four spots for your five conference championships or champions. So. Yeah. 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 Another greedy entity to NCAA and these conferences, because again, all they want to do is squeeze as much money out of out of out of these players as possible. I mean, some of these schools, they want to run football operations, and the school isn't even open for students. Yeah, right. You have online classes for academic students, but you want the football team to get out there and play. And, and you and you also, you know, in other cases, you have you know everybody's talking about oh, you know, they're taking all the the, the necessary precautions and they're doing everything they can do. Okay, well, let's say that's that's true. You're doing everything you can do. You're taking all the precautions you can take. Two of the Auburn football, football players were just tweeting about how campuses are full. There's nobody's distancing. Nobody's wearing masks. People are going out to bars. And you don't control the students. Right. You control the athletes. Right. And, and you're not going to let them play and not go to class because then you can't even make the argument that they're student athletes anymore. You're going to force them to go to class. They're going to be interacting with everybody else there. And you can't control what they do. So right. even your best efforts, even if I, even if I say – you have their best interest at heart and you're trying to take care of those players as best as you can. You're still not going to be able to take care of them. You're still not going to be able to make it safe. Right. And taking care of them the best you can means no season. You shut it well, down. Yeah, no, 
yeah, I, I just mean in terms of like, you know, the NBA, you, 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 you isolated them from everybody else and you're playing your season and nobody's testing positive because it's in a controlled environment. Yeah. I'm thinking even if you try to set that up, you, you can't do that in college football. No, no, you can't do that in college football. You can't do that in the NFL. The, the logistics are just different. Mm-hmm. And like I said, like your best efforts won't compare to the NBA or UFC or, or boxing. It, it just won't. The NBA was lucky. The yeah. NBA had, a, they, there was a facility already built waiting to be used. Yeah. And, you know, you, you don't have that for football. Right. You know? So <laughs> the UFC was lucky. People like violence all over the world. Nobody else wants to, wa- wants to watch football. Like, you can't fly 32 clubs out to Abu Dhabi. They don't care. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, look, we already predicted the NFL, we don't think they're going to get through the full season. I don't see how that happens. Right, but they're gonna try the hardest. Um, I think four to six weeks, man. I think I, I think like around week three or four, there's gonna be too many cases, and you know they'll try to tough it out for one more week, and then they're gonna have to say, "All right, we're done." Could be wrong, but I feel like that's what's gonna happen. Yeah, I mean, baseball had you know they've been going through a similar thing. They've they've had a, a couple of explosions already, mm-hmm. but baseball is different in that you can cancel a game and make it up whenever. You can't do that in football. Not yeah. really. Yeah. I don't even think uh, baseball is going to last much longer either. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see. Like, I'm just saying they, they you know, they, they try to crack down and, and, and they're trying to push through it. We'll see how, how far they get. But I'm just saying that like, you couldn't, you couldn't say, okay, these, these three teams just aren't playing for the next two weeks right. in, in the NFL. Right. No, that's a good point. Like, when, when are you making those games up? Right. Yeah. No, that's a good point. So we'll see how that goes. But that's pretty much it for NFL headlines. Uh, we want to talk a little bit of uh, fantasy football right now, right? Um, that's curious. I'm curious to see how, the, how this is going to be handled, too. For everybody that's in a fantasy football league, you know, how does that season play out for you, right? If we don't have a full football season, is the season suspended like they'll do in the NFL or – you just say, "Hey, it is what it is," and then we start fresh next next year. Yeah, no, it, it won't. It won't be suspended. It'll be, "Hey, we had our draft. This is your team, and we're just going to have another draft next year." Because the draft is really the only part anybody cares about anyway. True. Like True. that's that's the game. Now, look, I want to uh, do a little rant right now. I want I want to uh, get some things off my chest. Right, me and Bradney are in a dynasty league on my football league right my and fantasy league yeah well my fantasy league yeah my fantasy league and it's our first time going on this site it's a excellent site in terms of what you're able to do right um the uh user interface isn't all that great but you, you can do however you want to set it up you can set it up you can add offensive linemen you can add coaches you can you know unlimited uh roster spots uh injury reserve practice squad all that stuff it's great Right, because we're at the at the point now where we want more than just the quarterback, running back, you know, flex position and all that stuff. Like we, you know, we want that more more of a of of a running your team front office experience. And this, yeah, and I and I only want that because of Madden. So thank you, yeah, 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 yeah. So um, so that's what we have, and um, this is a league that we've been doing for a few years now. They just made that transition from NFL.com to uh, my fantasy league. And we're doing a draft right now. It's currently going on right now. It's going to take a, a couple of days to finish because it's a it's an email draft. 
and each pick you have 10 hours to uh, make your pick, which is uh, unfortunate. <laughs> um, so anyway, but that's not my rant. It is what it is. We've, we've accepted that part of it. The rant I have, um, this, is for, this is for every league we've been in. This, is, this applies to your league too. I'm sure you have this same frustration in your league. Putting players on the trading block. Let's talk about the trading block for a minute. When you put somebody on a trading block, it's because you don't really want him on your team or you're willing to part ways with them for whatever reason. He's not working out for you. You're looking for something a little bit better. He's just, you know, you're willing to give them up, right? What I cannot stand is when people put their whole team on a trading block or they put players on the trading block that you know and I know and we all know <laughs> you cannot possibly trade for that player. There's nothing that you can offer that player or that, 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 that person for that player to, you know, in order to make that deal happen. And I'm going to give you an example right now. So yesterday, <laughs> but this is the second part. This is the second thing I hate too. This is, this is going to be, I'm going to knock two birds uh, with one stone. My pick is, is coming up. I have the uh, number seven pick in the draft and I put in the chat room, Hey, um, my pick is available for trade, right? So I get a couple offers and they're usually bad offers because everybody wants to win a, a trade, right? So they always try to lowball you and they try to offer you their junk that they don't want for a premium pick. So that's already kind of, kind of irritating me, but I'm used to that. That, you know, it is what it is. Um, so this person who's been in the league with me, he's actually, he's actually one of the commissioners. So I've been in this league with him from the beginning he knows what kind of person I am, right? He knows you can't just, just dump your trash on me and I'm going to give you something. He's done that. He's finessed a few people in the league already. He should know that's not going to work with me. Uh, he makes me a bad offer up front. I say, no, I'm not interested in your trash. Here's what I want. Uh, give me Dak Prescott. You have him on the trading block. He put Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott on the trading block. I said, what do you want for that? He responds, hey, man. For Dak, it's going to take multiple first-round picks, you know, plus something else. All right, no problem. I'll give you this year's first-round pick. I'll give you next year's first-round pick. And I threw in like a third-round pick next year, right? So that's what you're looking for. Two first-round picks plus something else, plus a third-round pick for Dak. I'm not asking for anything else, just Dak. He comes back and says, hey, that's not enough. Uh, what do you mean it's not enough? That's what you asked for. He says he wants this year's first, um, first and third, next year's first and second, plus Teddy Bridgewater. And I said, you must be joking. You must be joking, right? So I do another counter offer. And I said, look, um, let's, give me Zeke. I'll give you this year's first round pick, a third round pick, and like, you know, another later pick next year, right? Like a second round pick or something like that. He sends me back this long email about how it's not fair. And, you know, if, if you had Ezekiel Elliott, would you accept that deal? And I said, bro, I wouldn't have put these guys on the trading block to begin with, right? I like my players. If I like my player, I'm not going to put them on a trading block. You put guys on a trading block that you, poss you couldn't possibly get the equal value for. So we went back and forth, and he's sending me screenshots from some uh, – site that he goes to, to to show trade value and, and, and value for players and all that stuff. Let me tell you guys something. 
that doesn't mean anything at all. Every, anytime you want to send somebody a, a trade value chart or a trade calculator and all that stuff, that is a very light reference for what you should be uh, asking for or looking for in a trade. That cannot tell you the true value of a player. It cannot tell you whether it's a, it's a good trade or not. You don't know that. And those people that claim to be experts aren't experts. They're just guessing. Well, and, and also, like, they will tell you themselves that their trade charts are not to be taken, you know, as gospel. Right. Because, you know, they, they don't know the specifics of your league. Because it's funny, you, you brought that up. He's sending you the screenshots and everything. I made him an offer that a trade calculator, you know, Dynasty trade calculator said was a, a good offer, Kenyon Drake, for his two first-round picks. And he's like, no. Nah, right. Don't want it. Right. Yeah. And, and okay, well then but people only bring that stuff up when when it suits them, right? Yeah. But you know, the 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 problem with your, your your thesis here is you forgot one of the the uses, the main uses for the the uh, trade block. Yeah. Yes, it people put their trash up there that they want to try and, you know, push on somebody else and see if they can get something. But the other and I, and maybe even the main use is just Hey man, I have all these great players. I want you to send me an email. I like being courted. I'm not yeah. trading them to you. That's but what I want to. I want to see what you're willing to offer. That's what it is. And then, and then I'll offer you somebody else who's not on the trade block and try to get those things from you. Right. So, you know, I just stopped, you know, talking to them. And honestly, that that's the type of thing that kind of turns me off to dealing with you in the future because you're not really serious, and you know, you're not going to get over on me. Like you know that you've mm-hmm. been in league with me for years now, you know how, how I deal. I'm not going to just give you something of high value for your trash. I'm never going to do that. Right. Right. So, and I told him, don't, yo, you put those guys on the trading block. I'm asking you for players that are on your trading block. Everybody that you offer me, offer me like Jared cook, uh, some other guy. I'm like, they're not even on your trading block. Right. Like, why did you offer those guys to me? And no, I don't want them. I didn't ask for them. I asked you for, I told you exactly who I wanted. And there's another play. There's another guy another team who, uh, same, same thing, same thing. Uh, he wanted my pick. I said, look, you got Deshaun Watson, you got Aaron Rodgers. Let me get one of them. Deshaun Watson, he said, Hey man, that's going to take at least two first round picks. No problem. I'll give you this pick in next year's first round pick. Ah, uh, no, that's not enough. That's what you asked for. <laughs> that's what you asked for. Okay. Well, what about Aaron Rodgers? Okay. Yeah, we can do a trade for Aaron Rodgers, but this is, you know, I'll give you a second round pick for Andrew Rodgers, not, not a first round pick, right? Because he's a little bit older. We don't know what's going to go on with him because they just drafted his replacement, right? No, sorry, can't do it. Um, he's at least, you know, he's worth a first round pick. Ends up trading Aaron Rodgers to somebody else for a first round pick and then makes his pick. And then my pick comes up and he's trying to trade with me and he won't stop making me offers. Hey, what do you want for that pick? I'm like, no, nah, I, don't, I don't want that pick. You're offering me David Johnson. I don't want David Johnson. Okay, well, what about A.J. Green and my 14th pick? No, I don't want that. Hey, man, I'm running out of ideas here. This is what he says. I'm running out of ideas here, man. Like, you know, what do you want? What I wanted was Aaron Rodgers. The, mm-hmm. other, court, the other player that I wanted was Deshaun Watson, but you don't want to deal with Deshaun Watson. The answer is nothing. The answer yeah. is nothing. Okay. Uh, well, what about, uh, what about this? <laughs> no, man, you had your chance. You, you look, yeah. we have 10 hours to pick. You didn't have to rush to make your pick or to make another trade. You had 10 hours to work this out, but you jumped the gun and you still want my pick. No, man, give me Deshaun Watson. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, 
yeah, dealing deal with people in these trades, man, like be reasonable, be open-minded. If you dangle a player out there, you got to ask yourself, do I really want to get rid of them? Because if you're getting rid of a player of high value, you're not going to get the same value in return. Yeah. And, and when people tell you, oh, this is what I want, I want you know, X, Y, Z, you know, A, B, C, they, they don't mean that. They're throwing out an offer that they think you won't match. What it is is Anthony Joshua telling Deontay Wilder, I'll do the fight if you, you, know, if you give me $50 million. And Wilder's saying, million. done, yeah. done. And Joshua's like, I'm not doing that fight. <laughs> I don't know why you thought I was accepting that fight, but I know I, I need 50 million plus X percentage of pay-per-view done. I'm not doing that fight, Deontay. Why you keep throwing offers? Like, I know we're not doing it. That's, that's what they're doing. You know, right. it's yeah. I want multiple first round picks. Okay. Well, here's three first round picks. Now I want seven. Right. Okay. Here's seven. Now, you know, what? I just don't want to trade them. Yeah. That, that's all it is. Yeah. You know, you know, and, just and say we, you don't want to trade them. You know, and also, make sure you're putting the right value on your players. I get not wanting to trade Dak. I would have never put Dak on the on a trading block. Mm-hmm. Never. Um, but Zeke, Ezekiel Elliott, okay, I understand you don't necessarily want, necessarily want to trade him too. But to make it seem like he's untouchable, like I offered you three picks, man. Right? I offered you three picks. It was a, a first-round pick this year. First and a third, and I want to say like a second the, the next year. So first, second, and third round pick. Right now, if you want to keep Zeke, no, I'm not taking the deal. But if I if I put him on a trading block and say, hey, running backs have a short shelf life, that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, Ezekiel Elliott has about you know maybe two more years of being an elite fantasy player. I mean, he's still going to be a a, you know, a good player, a good yeah. running back. But in terms of being a top fantasy player, no, you know that that run is almost over. You know, another year or two. I mean, that same guy just traded Todd Gurley. Two years ago, I bet you you couldn't pry Todd Gurley out of his cold, dead hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and he traded him this year because he's gonna, running backs don't stay on top. And, you know, th- you know, next year or the year after, he's going to try to do the same thing. He's going to try to pedal Ezekiel Elliott for a first-round pick onto somebody. Mm-hmm. You know? And, look, uh, I'm going to be honest, man. Like, I, I don't know how these, these new owners are in this league, but some of the owners that we had in previous years – yeah, he can get over on him, which is how he got so many first round picks this year because he did trade Todd Gurley after his injury to somebody for a first round pick, right? He didn't, he wasn't talking about trade value charts then, you know, or right. trade calculator or anything like that. He saw somebody he could finesse and he and he finessed them, right? That that doesn't happen over here. And every time he tries to deal either you or me on a trade and we go back and forth, he gets frustrated, right? Yeah. He was crying to you because you were offering him the same trash that he was offering to you, and he didn't like that. You know, he comes to me, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. You know, this is, what, this is what I want, and he's crying about that. Don't send me your draft charts, your, your calculators, and all that stuff. You hit me up. I didn't hit you up for any, of your, for any of your players. You hit me up and asked me what I wanted for the pick. I told you. you know? And listen, just, this is just a general PSA. Like, pay attention. Because like, this is way, way back, years ago. When we first started the league, uh, actually, it might have been a different league, but we're doing the draft, right? And there were, it was the year that uh, Paxton Lynch came out. And I, and I want to say it was Carson Wentz's same draft. Um, I drafted Carson Wentz instead of Paxton Lynch. They were both available at my pick, and I took Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. And then the dude came, you know, somebody else drafted Paxton Lynch. And then right after the draft, kept trying to trade me Paxton Lynch. I'm like, 
I just drafted Carson Wentz. Yeah. Paxton Lynch was there. If I wanted Paxton Lynch, I would have drafted Paxton Lynch. Yeah. I didn't. <laughs> I yeah. passed on him. Why, are you, why do you keep trying to trade him to me? Yeah. 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 But people just, you know, the, people like to send out, you know, 500 offers and see if one sticks. And I get that. I, I don't get mad at that. Mm-hmm. But when you keep making me offers after I told you, clearly told you what I wanted, don't try to make me other offers. Like that was the annoying part, more so than, than the Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott issue. The guy I was dealing with before that, because I, he literally made me about seven offers. <laughs> and he kept on saying, I don't, I don't, I don't know what you're looking for. He, he ultimately, ultimately ended up offering me Matt Stafford. Right. I don't want Matt Stafford. Okay. No I wanted, Matt Stafford. right. I, I, I don't want him. And he's trying to sell him to me. And then he offered me, uh, Evan Ingram at one point, you know, and all his trade offers were just ridiculous because you know, yeah. like, okay, uh, you give me your seven, your, your number seven pick. I'll give you my number 10 pick. So you're only moving down three spots and I'll give you Evan Ingram. Right. So I'll give you Evan Ingram, the number 10 pick. You give me the number seven pick and your second round pick. Well, why would I do that? Right. That's stupid. You just, you just don't want to lose in this trade or, or what you proceed to, to, Perceived as as losing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't want to give up anything of value. I don't want Evan Ingram, man. You know what I'm saying? I don't want Matt Stafford. I don't want David Johnson. I don't want AJ Green. Okay, yeah. I have players. Yeah. <laughs> I have players, and also you're telling me what you're about to get rid of as well. So I'll just wait until yeah. you cut them. Mm-hmm. You know, um, don't do that, man. I told you clear as day. I want an Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson. We ain't talking about anybody else, right? But that's my rant, man. Uh, if, you guys, if you guys have some fancy football rants, and I know you do, right. you know, uh, shoot us an email. You can tweet us. You can leave a comment in our YouTube video. Right? Let us know some of the things that, that irk you about your fantasy football league. But a lot of content coming from us. So check us out. Tell your friends. And thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Peace out. Lunch breakers and takers. If you like what you hear, you can go to anchor.fm/lbht/support and support the show for as little as 99 cents a month. You can also support by leaving us a five-star review on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, don't forget to check out our website at www.lbhtshow.com. And make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at lbht show. And thanks for spending your lunch break with us. We'll see you next time.